Let me take a guess. You've been listening to Call Me By Your Game, having a pretty dang time, but you've run out of episodes, finding yourself waiting for the next drop each week, wondering where, oh where, can I get more and more Call Me By Your Game content? Well, I'm here to tell you folks that there is such a place. It actually exists. This is the host of Call Me By Your Game, Connor McCabe, here to tell you all about our Patreon network over at Super NPC radio so this is our patreon that we have created to not only support our shows but make new content and bigger content going forward in fact if you like call me by your game i want to tell you all about the co-op episodes that we do these are monthly episodes where i sit down and do a deep dive with a panel of people to talk about a particularly impactful game we've discussed games such as the legend of zelda breath of the wild super mega baseball 3 final fantasy 10 tony hawk 1 and 2 remake and we have so much more to come so if you're interested in hearing these episodes these are a part of our dj toad tier on our patreon which is ten dollars a month and again you get a monthly huge episode for me and some of my most favorite people talking about iconic games so if this is interesting to you check us out and if you want to get a taste of what it's like take a look at the previews that we drop in this feed otherwise we'll see you over at our patreon network at patreon.com slash super npc radio Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, of course, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. And if you listen to the show, then you'll know that we talk as much about what made playing the game fun and what our guests loved about it as we do about the context of when they played it and uh, how they fell in love with it for the first time. And I'm just going to characterize it as love because I'm the host of this podcast. A little housekeeping before we get started uh, is that we're on social media. I think a lot, some of our listeners know that and follow us, but if you don't, you can check us out at on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod and on Twitter at callmebyyourgame, but there's only one Y, so B-Y-O-U-R. Uh, you can support the show if you're a listener by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that always helps, especially if you love the game we're talking about today. Or uh, you can also share this show with a friend, especially if they love the game we're talking about today. Um, and then lastly, you know we have a ton of bonus content over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Uh, yeah, you'll even hear an ad for it on this show, so check it out. Uh, now I'll finally introduce my guest, who has just been so patient. I've been looking at the text I've been reading, so I haven't gotten to look see the look on their face, but I'm sure it was just just one of uh, serenity. So I'll go ahead and welcome our guest today. Uh, please welcome 
Isle Delfino's Golden Child, <laughs> Friend to Flood, and Yoshi Whisperer. Madison Lanesey, welcome to the show. Wow. Wow. And somehow you got the nickname I was called all throughout high school in one fail swoop. Wow. They really... That's layered. All three. Did it start (laughs) off like they just called you one and then by the end they were just like, well, also this and also this. Well, I think it was like the most popular jock called me all three one time loudly in the cafeteria and everybody followed suit because, you know, pure pressure. Troy's going to Troy, though. Troy's going to (laughs) Troy. Seems like a good jock name, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe they should, some sort of movie should make a character like that. Yeah. Maybe like an 80s movie. That sounds mm. that sounds good. Bully named okay. Troy. Uh, well, it's so good to have you on the show. Um, we know each other because, like I know, as the listeners know, 99% of the guests through the LA uh, Indie Improv community. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certain we met through like Phil and Rachel and Steven mm-hmm. way back in the day. Way back. Um, I f- you were definitely doing improv before me, but then I came in and it was nice to know somebody. So that's how that's how we know each other. But yeah. you're also an actor, a True. a comedian. Absolutely. What do you want people to know about you? I, I don't. I want to stop putting words in in your mouth and let you do the talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have been just for our listeners listening. I have been lip syncing to Connor, and he's literally been putting words in my mouth. So it's been really kind of hard to keep up with the speed of which he's talking. But uh, yes. Now that it's my turn, just so you know, he's now lip syncing what I'm saying. It's I mean, it <laughs> I would didn't be hilarious. realize this power was going to go in reverse. When <laughs> it I started would be doing hilarious it. if you guys could see it. <laughs> it's uh, really cute, you guys. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but um, but yeah, I guess I would just like people to know. Yeah, I'm a comedian. Um, you know, follow me on TikTok. Go ahead and do it. Um, do, are you follow- active on TikTok? I just I just decided like the other day. I was like. I'm probably going to make a career out of TikTok, right? Well, like, of course. Now, it's written in the stars. The numbers aren't quite quite aligned with that yet, but that's where I think your listeners can really jump in. Yes. My uh, my uh, handle is at Madison Lanesy. Okay, that's my just my full name. Beautiful. M-A-D-I-S-O-N-L-A-N-E-S-E-Y. I will put that in the show notes. A link to your TikTok profile. Excellent. And then, yeah. We've launched many TikTok stars, so I hope you know you came to the right place. Okay. See, I had a feeling. Um, and then, yeah, I, um, I'm an actress, a comedian. I'm also a writer. I'm, I'm really like producing a lot of my own stuff right now. So if you are a filmmaker out there, please connect with me. It's kind of my new obsession. Yeah. So I know you are Connor. I am. Yeah. So did we just make a connection? I think we just networked. Yeah. That's how you do it, folks. That's now <laughs> networking 101. Uh, but yeah. And great. I guess we have a project in development now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah. So thank you for sharing about yourself. I, anything that you just shared and, and you want to plug at the end to uh, feel free uh, or plug throughout. Go crazy. I'll include it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to have it's good to have you on. I think before we talk about like your history with video games, Madison, uh what game are we even talking about today? Would you introduce it for us? We are do talking about honor? Mario Sunshine. Um, it's a it's an incredible Mario spinoff, I guess you could call it. It definitely feels like a spinoff because yeah. <laughs> they're on vacation and it's the it's a very it's 
I'm not afraid to characterize it as a weird Mario game. But it's, it's a weird. very weird. Yeah, it's it's eccentric. It is, but that's a lot of the for me a lot of the, that's where a lot of the charm is. Same, same. Um. Well, th- thanks for introducing it. Let's uh get into it. So, okay. like I said before, as much or as little as you want to talk about your history with video games, but I'll start with the question: uh, Did you play video games growing up? Is this something, or where where did that start for you? So I actually, I, I was really excited when I saw that you had a gaming podcast because I have like such a riddled history with gaming. Like Ooh. I, first of all, anyone I've ever dated has been like obsessed with gaming. And that's been something that I've always felt like um, a really interesting relationship with because a lot of yeah. times, uh, like I feel like it's like um, sort of like in male culture really uh, integrated and not totally. as much in female culture. And then I was thinking more about this concept and I was like, well, like, do I even have an interest in games? And then I realized like, I'm a gamer. I've been gaming <laughs> since I was young and my sister's like a really big gamer. And it's just wow. like, it's just not, we just never really talked about it like that much. You know what yeah. I mean? But um yeah, I grew up watching my sister play. I have an older sister, so I grew up watching her play video games, and I really loved to like be the commentator. Like I would literally offer like narration <laughs> during her gaming, as if I were this like is watching explaining a, sporting, a lot about you <laughs> watching uh, a sporting I, event or something. I know we just talked about you being a, a comedian and an actor, but uh, you are also a really it, this. I mean, this is part of acting. A really great sketch actor, specifically. Oh, You're so thank funny. You. So for anybody who has gotten to like, even honestly, just watch you in improv. But I think especially sketch, uh, you when you would really get to just lean into a character it was so fantastic. So they, I think people would like. At least for myself, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing where it began. Yeah, <laughs> sort of, sort of. <laughs> Wow, thank you so much. Honestly, not a lot of people have seen me do sketch, so that's really cool well, to shame hear. on them. Shame on them, truly. Um, and also shame on me because I, you know, I do hide my show dates from my friends. It's kind of a fun, <laughs> self-loathing characteristic I have. Um, but yes, I, um, I, I loved watching my sister play. And then um, also, like, I feel like for our age group, like computer games were really big. And that's something yeah. that, um, again, like, I feel like, oh, like I kind of forget about, I forget how many, um, computer games, like even when we had chosen Mario Sunshine, because I'm actively playing Mario Sunshine right now. And so it was just on my mind. But, um, after I had agreed to do this podcast, I was thinking, I was like, what other games did I play? And all these, like, I forget, I have a huge obsession with, um, Age of Mythology, which is a sequel to Age of the Empire, which was a computer game. And I played that game, like, I mean, the amount of hours I was on my computer playing. Is that, that game. like a strategy game? Because I've actually not played it. It's like a semi-strategy game. Like the okay. whole concept behind like Age of Age of the Empire and Age of uh, Mythology is basically like you build your town to be strong enough that when an invading town comes in, you have the resources to okay. defeat them. And part of that is like gaining enough coin and gaining enough like agriculture to like keep your people fed and like keep your economy going like it really is just like running a town is like the game but then like (laughs) the little exciting part is that when the other um town invades like you go to battle um and what's cool about asian mythology is like you get to pick a religion at the beginning or and pick like um 
pick like a, I guess like a country, like they have like, you can do like Egyptian and then, uh-huh. um, they have like the, I guess you choose like, um, like a, a realm of mythology. So yeah, it's like, that makes you sense. can do like Nordic mythology, you can do Egyptian oh. mythology, you can do Greek mythology. And then the, then the warriors and the creatures you get to choose from are of that mythology. So okay, it's like, gotcha. like you can have the Kraken, which is like related to a specific mythology. You can have like a Sphinx, but that would be if you chose that mythology. So you, it's very like educational in that way. And it's also just, I'm cool sure to that's see, where like, you went crack. first was for the education. Yeah. I was like, I would like to learn please. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, that was a big game I played growing up. Interesting. Uh, do you remember other – I played a few computer games. I played some educational stuff. I played some just game stuff. Um, yeah. Do you, did another one of those stick out to you, like computer game, or did you ever have a Game Boy growing up, or you or your sister? So I think my sister had a Game Boy. Um, I don't remember if I had a Game Boy or not, which probably means I didn't. Another computer game that comes to mind is obviously The Sims. Um, oh, nice. I mean, I think that was like more of a mainstream thing, but I really loved The Sims. I was all into the whole Rosebud um, <laughs> cheat code, you know, yeah. um, and I was, you know, I was into watching them have sex. So I was like kind of getting off a little bit. So, <laughs> um, And then, you know, for my ladies out there or, you know, my men, I, who knows, or, you know, anybody, it's a non-binary, uh, it game, <laughs> but, um, Barbie super sports, just going to lay that on. I want to be the person who brings up Barbie super sports on this podcast. You were, I think meant to be that person. Yeah. I also need to know everything about Barbie, Barbie super, sports. super sports. First of all, I'll just give you a little taste. The, uh, theme is Barbie super sports. <laughs> Barbie, super sports. It's kind of hot. It's kind of wintry. Like you it can is. hear the winter. It's um, kind of like '60s ad too. Yeah, it's like, for it's like very like femme. sexy cigarettes or something. Yeah, like it's, there's something really <laughs> kind of vibey about it. No, yeah. yeah, there's something that really takes you in. And um, my sister and I were obviously avid fans. You can choose as you start to excel through the levels. You can start to get like cooler snowboards, cooler snow clothes. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so that was a big game that I loved. Another computer game, right? Yes. Now, Interesting. my game system of choice, and this is what I think kind of makes me a little bit interesting in this oh. world, is oh, that cool. um, I was a big GameCube girl, mm. all about GameCube. So most of my game knowledge comes from GameCube games. I will also um, tell you, uh, f- coming from as someone of the gaming community, that does make you interesting. Okay. See, yes. I knew it. I had a feeling. And, and all jokes aside, it is like sort of a cool, it's it's aged in a really cool way. It's, it's kind of like a cult favorite now. Okay. So that's yeah. good to know because I kind of felt, this is my suspicion is like, I don't know if like loving the GameCube is the same as me loving the Star Wars prequels. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I don't know about they're that. that. They're not that, they're... I see where your head's at and you were in the right headspace for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's like sort of a suspicion I've had. And, and I don't like just come out and tell people like most of my gaming knowledge is from the GameCube, but mm-hmm. also just, I mean, yeah. Who designed the GameCube? Like, I don't know. 
it's the literally whole a lunch cube. pail. I could talk about the the GameCube for a long time. We so for for the Patreon that I was talking about earlier, and this is how I uh, segue into that. Just <laughs> kidding, but we Jeremy Schmidt and I do a weekly bonus show for. Uh, any, every it's on every tier, so if you get it, you at least get this weekly show. And we did a two-parter about the GameCube, uh, so like two very long episodes, but it was really fun. So I, it's so eclectic. It didn't do very well, but yeah. the games are actually really like top tier. Yeah, uh, like the controller's great. Uh, yeah, I was. I, love it. I mean. Mario Kart on the GameCube was my absolute like go to. Oh, yes, double dash. Um, yeah, I yes, exactly. Absolutely obsessed. Um SSX Tricky. Oh. One of my favorite games of all time. I've got I, it back there, friend. Weirdly, like there. I love a snowboard game with a cool theme. I think that's something. Um yes. like I really do like I I have learned about this about myself as a gamer. I thought that I would be someone who prefers a narrative like world building game. But Mm. the truth is when I'm gaming, I actually really like a straightforward, like racing game. Um, Like I really like a Mario Kart. I really like an SSX tricky where it's just like, you're going through a track because I like to kind of like listen to a podcast or maybe have a phone call and kind of just like have something to do. Um, Totally. That being said, a big part of my childhood was Zelda. Um, oh, wow. My, Very cool. Yeah. My sister was really into Zelda, um, Majora's Mask. And, oh, my gosh. Um, I was like, would beg her to play. I never played it myself in my youth. Yeah. I just watched like it were, like it was a movie unfolding. And then my sister's first car that she ever bought, we named Epona based <laughs> off of the horse. <laughs> that is uh, the the most the thing that our listeners have been waiting to hear is, is that <laughs> Uh, and you gave it to us. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> uh, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's when I, it like came to me, like when I'm sitting with these people I've dated and I'm kind of in a viewer's point. And it's like, it is interesting because I do think it's like, um, it's like weird. It's like when you're in a room full of, now I don't know if everybody feels like this. And, and I know you have had a lot of women on here who are gamers, which is, which is really nice. But I feel like when I'm at like a party or something and there's like, men at the controller it's the impulse is not to be like do you want to play and so it's just like there is this kind of um like block that i've had where i've just assumed that i'm not into games and then like literally my car that i drove because she gave me her car after she was graduated college it's like my car that i drove was named epona and here i am thinking i'm not a gamer like i have a strong connection to games actually totally um, it, it's unfortunate that like, uh, in a lot of spaces, I guess that it can like the, and we've, this is something you've kind of t- touched on a couple times today is like the culture is masculine oftentimes. Yeah. And, and you know what, guess what comes with masculinity is like a lot of toxicity mm-hmm. and, and, and like not inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, probably, probably exclusivity. So that is Unfortunately, not surprising, but I'm, it's cool that you've been able to like identify that for yourself. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think there are also just like, you know, women who didn't internalize it as much as I did and just kind of were like gamers (laughs) and don't have an issue. Um, but I, uh, yeah, like I, I do, Mm. um, 
I have such a love for gaming. I really do. And um, I think that's what was so great about quarantine happening was because um, actually speaking of men, I had this guy who was like kind of trying to to woo me at the time. This is like not uh, supposed to be like a salacious podcast, but I keep bringing it there. Nope. Um, this is what I've been hoping and- <laughs> for the whole time I've been recording. <laughs> and he kind of um, was like, let me buy you a Nintendo Switch. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Because it was like yeah. at that time when quarantine uh, was hitting off and everybody wanted a Switch and they were like sold out yes. at every like place. And he's like, I put a Switch there's a switch waiting for you at this Walmart. All you have to do is go and it'll be there waiting for you under your name. And I was like, I'm going to go. So I, yeah. I went, I stood in the socially distanced line. I picked up my Nintendo switch Nice. and it really changed quarantine for me. And my games that I have on my Nintendo switch are, well, the first one I got is animal crossing, which by the way, big GameCube game. Yes. And it, start, that's where it started. I know. And people don't, I, I remember when that like hit during quarantine, I was like, I was playing this way back. You posers. Way back. You posers. Like this <laughs> is something I have a handle on. Um, so Animal Crossing awesome. was my first buy. Although I will say actually what's weird is I used to be obsessed with Animal Crossing when I was younger. Playing <laughs> it now in the quarantine, it gets old really fast. Sure. It's I, Do you remember why it felt that way to you? During quarantine or when I was younger? Uh, right now, like during quarantine, like why? Yeah, it was like, you know, it, it was like kind of, um, it's like at the beginning, it's so nice, especially like when things were really rough because it was such a like respite. It's like this little town where everything's kind of happy feeling and nice. Yes. Um, and it's like really beautiful. The animation's really beautiful. And, but then it's like, then it just becomes like you have everyday tasks to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really want to feel like that. I already feel like that in my own home. I don't really need to feel like that on here. And yes. so then to spice things up, I went ahead and got um, Zelda Breath of the Wild Wind. Breath of the Wind. Wild. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Um, and that is gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous game. Really, really beautiful. But it's that one's a little bit too hard for me. There's a lot going I'm There's on a in lot that game. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's a lot of like systems to have to constantly be checking in with, I feel like. Yes. Now, um, it did kind of make me realize that I would like to name my son Calamity Ganon. <laughs> well, at least you got that out of it. Yeah. I mean, that's worth the like, $60 purchase. <laughs> that is like, also like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like every woman wants to fuck Link in that game. Oh yeah. That's been like a, I've, that's been I think a thing in the Zelda franchise forever. Did you, I know you said your sister played Majora's Mask. Did Mm -hmm. you or her play Ocarina of Time? The other one? She did. She did. So in that one, it's like the same thing. Like there are four girls that Link meets and they all Mm. want to get in those, uh, that Korkiri tunic. Which, (laughs) which one is the one where he comes into that like cave thing and there's like the blue, um, the blue light coming down and the music's, um, is it 3D as well? I don't. Or is it 2D? Yes, I think it's, it's 3D. 
You know, there's a bunch of them that are 3D and they use that. Uh, I know, I recognize the tune yeah, that, that you're theme. doing. It's the Great Fairy Fountain. I, the Fairy Fountain. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. The Fairy. And I remember seeing her and I think that was when I started to be like, okay, she's hot. Yeah, I think this you know? has got to be Ocarina of Time because people would, that was a big thing people like to not necessarily clown on, but like now looking at those like fairy models, mm-hmm. those 3D models, mm-hmm. they're very silly looking, but mm-hmm. but in the back in the day, they're like lounging yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was into that. Like I wanted to be that. There was something about that that really appealed to me. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So I have, that's- so, okay. So I have Zelda Animal Crossing on my Switch. Then I got Mario Kart, which just was is like now just like sometimes when I need to unwind, I'll turn awesome. on my favorite show. I'll put on Mario Kart and just kind of go. And then um, and then the trifecta came out. And I think, you know, which one I'm talking about. I do know which one you're talking about. And that brought me right back to Mario Sunshine, which was a game wow. from my youth on the GameCube that I played. Wow. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, so I don't. I just don't know where I want to go next on my Switch. I thought about Paper Mario. I've heard good things. Yeah. Um. Oh, but then okay. Sorry, just to get out no, all, all my good. game obsessions. Um, other GameCube notable GameCube games that I do just want to bring yes, up before please. I forget. Uh, Pokemon Snap, loved. Oh my gosh, we just did an episode with uh, Hannah Canagator's boyfriend Charles Mockler. Oh, amazing! It's already I out. Love Hannah. I love Hannah so much. Hannah must be a gamer. She is a gamer. They they both like games. Yes. I know that Hannah and Colin and Ryan Barton from my team were all um, gamers. Yes. Ryan and I have played a few times or maybe only once, but we, we, we keep text messaging about playing more games together I believe, during quarantine. I believe Ryan I convinced to get the Breath of the Wild. I'm very proud um, of you. And then... Um, and then, so Pokemon Snap, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Oh, so good. I love a spooky time. Oh, um, okay. Interesting. So, good yeah, to know. That, yeah, that is. So, like, if you do happen to know any spooky games, like, I'm really into that. So, spoiler alert, I will, I do have a, one of my two fun segments at the end of the episode are game recommendations for you <gasps> that I've prepared. Based on that based on sunshine. Oh, based on sunshine. Yeah, based on your neurosis that I know very specifically. (laughs) That would Um, be a game that I would come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, it would. I actually want you to do that for me at the end of the episode, Madison, if you don't mind. Um, Okay, absolutely. uh, I've got some recs, but I might have a special bonus one based on a couple things that you just said. Um, Okay, great. But I'll wait to share that fun info. But that's really cool, and then. Is it fair to assume that uh, the Switch purchaser is Jason, who you're going on the cruise with? Oh, um, you know, me and Jason are going through a really hard time right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, No, no, no. It's totally fine. Um, He's, I mean, listen, he's a hunk. I think we can all see that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, gorgeous. Um, But that man, you know, he's got a lot to work on. Let's just say that. Gotcha. Um, our love languages are very different. Mm. You know, mine, you know, words of affirmation. His is, you know, gambling. I'll say it. I'll oh, say oh, it. Okay. Interesting yeah, love language. So, okay. Yeah. So, you know, we're just dealing with, uh, there's a lot of financial loss due to our, our cruise. And actually, I don't know. I am on my cruise still right now. Oh, you're my on holiday, the. My socially distanced holiday cruise. Yeah. Wow. The cabin looks great. 
It's well, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it's I, I couldn't be happier except for you could almost live in that cabin. I could. I could. <laughs> It's very homey. Uh, Feels well, like I'm trapped here, you know. Sometimes. Yeah, I feel you. Well, thank you for the Jason update. <laughs> the Jason update. <laughs> uh, that that is much appreciated. When this episode comes out, I think this is coming out in January. Uh, it'll be fun to like listen and then look back and see where you are now. Yeah. In that, in that journey. Yeah, you're right. That'll be really exciting. It will. Um. Well, Madison, before we dive into Super Mario Sunshine, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to take a quick break. You have to stay here. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. is jeremy schmidt and i host a podcast called video games a comedy show we pretend like we are morning radio djs within the mushroom kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together we cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation the birthday roast of mario favorite desert island ps2 games and infinity more episodes if you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter well then buster i've got hours of stuff for you check out video games a comedy show anywhere podcasts can be found welcome back to call me by your game on this episode of course hey you're you're so welcome uh you're welcome the listeners welcome (laughs) of course we're talking about super mario sunshine with the the fantastic and talented madison lanacy uh you came back after the break you could have escaped but you stayed so thank you yeah well i couldn't figure out how to get my door unlocked so oh shoot well Hope you can figure that out later. Um, <laughs> let's dive into a little bit of the history and context of this game before we talk about your personal stuff. How does that sound? That sounds great. Cool. Uh, I love it. I I tell you what we're going to do before the show, and then I ask you how it sounds on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> there's a, And by wor- the way, everything Connor will be reading is information that I sent him. Yes. That I did from my own research. So it might sound like I don't know anything and that Connor knows a lot, but yes. it's actually reversed. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I don't know anything. Um, yeah. But so thank you for providing this info. I guess I'll just start reading it. Right. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine is the second 3D Super Mario game in the mainline series and follows Super Mario 64. It was released in North America on August 26, 2002 for the Nintendo GameCube and was and notably was the first time a mainline Mario release did not accompany a Nintendo console at launch. That game was Luigi's Mansion, which you brought up mm-hmm. earlier. Um, which is, it's a wonderful game, but it's not really a Mario game, like you might mm-hmm. think. Um, Sunshine begins by following Mario, Peach, and Toadsworth mid-flight on their way for a vacation on the, to the tropical island Delfino. Uh, when they arrive, they're confronted by a translucent looking Mario. Some, I mean, how would you describe him? He's like a see-through looking, mm-hmm. like water He's sort of Mario iridescent. Almost. Yeah, it's, yeah. Very strange looking fellow. Uh, who is causing mischief, covering the island in paint, uh, this like gunky stuff. And then he kidnaps Princess Peach and runs off. Uh, Mario is thrown in jail 
by the Isle Delfino police, which I really appreciate this game being anti-cop. And in fact, I respect you even more, Madison, for picking it. Um, (laughs) But it just shows the corruption of the police department. Uh, And uh, after he's thrown in jail, he's accused accused of the crimes that are done by the Shadow Mario, and he's tasked with cleaning up the island using Flood, which is a water backpack that he's got, a little little talky, little droid-like thing, Mm -hmm. like thing. Uh, I hope that made sense the way I just described Flood. I feel like it, it was a little It's muddy. actually really spot on, yeah. Okay. He's a little uh, artificial intelligence backpack that Mario uses to shoot water. Um, uh, this game was met with mixed reviews and was famously rushed due to the GameCube's slow financial start. Uh, like most GameCube games, it did not sell very well and is more difficult to come by now, that is, until Super Mario 3D's All- 3D All-Stars was released. This game remains divisive among Nintendo fans and is criticized for its repetitive challenges, glitchy nature, and incoherent story, but it's also uh, well-loved because of its quirky nature, uh, because of the tropical setting, uh, Mario's moveset, and Flood, and so much more, but... Uh, yeah, that's all I really had to share about the series. Did you know, um, at all about that it was rushed to, for the GameCube? I had no idea about that, Connor. Yeah. I had no idea about that. (laughs) So I, I asked because it's interesting and I wanted to share a little bit about it. It, so famously, um, Nintendo, so this is a little history, a little history, uh, rebuff for us, uh, Nintendo, even on the N64, actually didn't do very well financially. Uh, the PlayStation had just come out and sold crazy well, but the Nintendo 64 didn't do very well. The wow. GameCube also didn't sell well, including that first year. It just, they were having a lot of trouble with sales for many reasons. And so they rushed a few games, including this one. So there's some like glitchy stuff that happens in this game that you won't see in a lot of Mario games because they just. You know, they rushed it. They sent it out fast. So that's your history lesson for the day. And that's the end of the history segment of the podcast. That that is interesting. I I do kind of feel like that is interesting because I've never really thought of how the place, like, I feel like the PlayStation has a more capitalist vibe and I don't know why. Like Did you Nintendo, say more capitalist? Yeah, more capitalist vibe. Gotcha. Like it, it feels like I could see the PlayStation kind of like, you know, domineering over like the Nintendo 64. I could see that, how that would happen. Yeah, but, they, it, it was a thing where they were, it was, that was their first console, that PlayStation mm. in 1995 in the US. And it, they just weren't, they had a, such a different approach to consoles that it really ended up doing them a big favor when Nintendo, as good as they do some things, they were kind of stuck in their ways and it just let and and the rest is history. Uh, Now they're both crushing it. There's something, yeah, there's something so like um, nostalgic to me about Nintendo. Like there's just something Mm -hmm. about like the first Mario Kart that is just like, it's timeless, you know? Totally. Yeah, Um, I'm right there with you. Now, Mario Sunshine, not as timeless. And yet, here I am years later enjoying it just as much as I did day one. Cut to Madison Lanasey, 29? 
playing Mario Sunshine. 28. Sorry, I don't want to age you up. <laughs> playing Mario Sunshine uh, as the sun sets. It's a beautiful story you already started to tell. And why don't we sort of get into your history with the game since Absolutely. I shared you know, so much about the context of when it came out. Um, when did you play this game? Obviously, you said you played it on the GameCube. I did. How, do you know how it came into your life or was it just a game you had one day? Uh, my sister got it as a gift. Oh, cool. Probably as a Christmas gift, shout out. It's uh, for the listeners who are now listening to this in January. It's about a couple days till Christmas. Yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to Christmas. But I, I think my sister got it as a Christmas gift. And I remember just kind of being like, what is this? Like, yeah. what is this new arrival upon the scene? Like it is, first of all, the setting is just completely different. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's quite, uh, it's quite beautiful, but also it's just fun. You know, like the yeah. Islanders are very like funny and quirky. I love those, the Piantas, the big yeah. guys. <laughs> Though, yeah. And I like how, like, you know, when you jump on their head, they kind of get like ruffled feathers. Like they, they have a lot of character. Like they're, they seem like they've been, I buy that they've been living there and that they have a lot of pride for their town. Like, I actually like that the whole premise of the thing is just like, we don't like that our town's dirty. Yeah. You know, like you, some like, outsider came in here and fucked it all up and made it. Us. Yeah. It's like, we just want you to clean it. Like that's yeah. what we're asking. Um, so yeah, I just remember my sister was, uh, playing it. And I, I mean, like for me, the scene, the setting of the scene is like, okay, it's Ohio. It's summer. There's moisture in the air. There's clouds rolling in. There's a, there's a summer storm. We have to run in from the pool. Is it humid okay. over the pool. summer in Ohio? It's very humid. And it's like, again, not to brag, but I had a pool. Nice, the, dude. The storm comes in. It's not safe. We have to run in. Uh, we're toweling off. There's Kraft macaroni going on in the kitchen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, could it get that better? That sounds delicious. <laughs> we, we run upstairs. We turn on Mario Sunshine. And just wow. like that, it's a summer's day all over again. That um, sounds so nice. And of course, I'm in the back on the couch once again, not at the controller. <laughs> um, so it is it is really interesting because when the three pack came out during quarantine, which yeah. was Mario Sunshine. Um, uh, uh, 64. 64. And then. Um, Galaxy. Oh, Galaxy. Yes. Yes. Um, I, of course, I mean, I, I specifically got that so that I could play Mario Sunshine. Yeah, because um, I remembered it from, of course, that that stormy summer's day. Totally. Um, and I it's so weird because I, I was in the viewers position all throughout my youth. And now that I'm at the helm, it's like I'm having to relearn something that I already know in my heart. It's very weird. It's like I know who these people are. I know how this goes. I kind of know where I'm supposed to like jump and what I'm supposed to do because I remember yeah. watching it. But I've never actually navigated this water nozzle yeah you're like um, an angel who's ob observed people forever but then becomes a person yes exactly that's I feel like exactly that's the it. only analogy you could make <laughs> <laughs> yeah. again sort of shout out to the angel gabriel christmas <laughs> of course was it is angel gabriel is that his name are you christian i don't know i grew up christian but i Man, I guess I lost my angel knowledge. Okay. Okay. I mean, so did I, clearly. 
I remember more about the GameCube than I do about the Bible, <laughs> unfortunately. Same um, here. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of my relationship with Mario Sunshine. It's like... That's cool. Um, I think a lot about what I... A lot of my experience playing the Nintendo Switch has just been like a harken back to my childhood and like a totally. big gap in between. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think the... Um, there are some really exciting themes going on in Mario Sunshine that I'm really drawn to. Yeah. What are, do you, are there any that come to mind that, that you really liked? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I feel like we're kind of dealing with the shadow self in a way. Oh, interesting. I it's hadn't like, thought about that. It really is like, it's like Mario is dealing with um, literally like this kind of unknown evil entity that is Mario that's running around and, ruining everything i mean i haven't beat the game yet so i don't know if it's actually ever revealed who that is Ooh. but do you know i do know oh my god but it's like okay so that's really interesting because for me right now i'm living in this really cool place where i'm like it it's kind of cool to me that it's like what if mario just like hadn't taken the path that he had yeah, and what like, if what he if, was just bad? <laughs> yeah, like what if he just used his like skills to like just like fuck up a town, you know? You should write some fan fiction, Madison Lanasy. Well, this, I mean, <laughs> this whole thing is just like begging for fan fiction. Because yeah. first of all, the other thing I was going to say is to me, this game is about gaslighting. Because <laughs> Peach immediately is like something's off yes. and nobody's listening to her. Oh, yeah. And she's, you know, it literally starts with her being like, there's something wrong and I'm trying to tell you guys and nobody's listening. And then, you know, and she's shit the gets princess. Fucked. I and mean, she, yeah. And shouldn't of course, we be listening to her? Shouldn't we be listening? Extra, let alone a normal amount because she's a person. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> thank you for saying it. It's You're like, um, it's like she really tries to kind of get ahead of the crowd and she's just completely ignored. And then. Lo and behold, we deal with what we deal with throughout. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, it's also just like uh, it, it's it's just like very um, visually compelling the game. Totally. And also it's kind of like you think I think what I like about it, too, is like you think that you're starting off in one location and you're kind of like you go and you explore it and you're like, OK, is this all there is to be? And then you like go through and then you're at the harbor and there's yeah. gates and it's like there's big cranes. But I will say this game gives me palm, uh, sweaty palms sometimes. Totally. You're doing but, so much. Uh, I, I'll share some stuff in a little bit because I don't want to interrupt your story. But you're, I am with you. I understand why. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, I first of all, sometimes I'm just like I'm too high up. I don't want to be this high. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like when you're walking on top of those little like thin gates and then yes. the reality that once you fall, you have to like go all the way back up again. Yeah. I think that's been like my main frustration with the game. You are voicing such a valid and a concern, like an issue with this game and something that if you were to go watch like Super Mario Sunshine YouTube videos, you'd hear people complaining about this exact thing. Um, and that was a big frustration people had with it was like, uh, was on those certain objectives where you were climbing high because there's several mm -hmm. times you do that in the game, having to start over 
if you fall, not being a checkpoint or anything. It's that's the thing. Like, and I've tried to, I mean, I've literally tried to find like it's so funny to talk about this out loud too, because I feel like the the experience of gaming is actually so private in a lot of ways. Although actually yeah. I know there's a whole other world of gaming where people are talking with each other and I haven't quite gotten to that level yet. This is um, your gateway, my friend. This is my gateway. <laughs> I know. Well, I did. Um, it turns out I have a lot to say about games, but uh, I have started to do um, Fall Guys. Wait, really? Is Fall Guys a little eggs? Yeah. Yes, I have started to do that. And that I'm seeing, like, that's really interesting to me that you're actually playing against real people. What do you play on? Well, I play on um, a man's, what is it? PS4. <laughs> yeah. A PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, that is so much fun. And um, there's, I've act, that's what I've played with Ryan before mm. is that game. Um it's it's so fun. Uh, um, oh, that, did you see that wind up for that sneeze? <laughs> were you concerned at all what was, was going really, on? I thought you were like starting to go into a break dance or something. Connor, that was really... you shouldn't have brought up Fall Guys, Madison. And he's Connor's in a swivel chair. Okay, everybody. So Woo. things could have gone really south there. It's true. Uh, goodness, I'm so sorry uh, t- for that to have happened, but. Um, did you have a thought you were going to share about the Fall Guys? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was just thinking, I mean, I'm kind of like a little bit, um, you know, distracted during this, so I apologize. But it, like, okay. I mean, just that there's so many thoughts going through my head. But um, no, it's that I was thinking about the fact that when I play Mario Sunshine, I'm so in my own head and in my own space and in my own world. Yes. That verbalizing these things to you is actually really surreal because, um like I was, yeah. I was thinking about the fact that when I fall and the fact that I get so frustrated that there aren't checkpoints, I have actually tried to find ways around that. Like I try to do like saves in weird times where I'm like, oh, sure. if I save the game right now, then it will. And then I like kill myself. Then it will just start over from the place where I last saved. Like I've tried to strategize. Yes. Interesting. Um, which like is like a weird that. thing to like do just like you're in your room by yourself, like panicking over this that's, thing. <laughs> um, that's so funny. But because um, you can do that in Zelda. Oh, like you you save in a, you in can a, save an exact it. spot. Like, yeah. Like when I, um, you know, the part in Zelda where you have to get there's like a thing you have to get at the top of a mountain and there's this like centaur yes creature. you're talking so, about breath of the wild and he shoots yes. like lightning arrows yes you. yes okay that fucker so is that tough fucker <laughs> so that fucker like i what i would do is i would intentionally save right at the bottom yes. of that hill so it's like every nice. time i don't have to go i don't have to shoot up this waterfall again i don't have to do any of that bullshit i'm just right here and i've tried to do that with sunshine and it's just not it's gonna not going to allow for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that uh it's it's so frustrating because there are ways um like a lot of people because this game has been very hard to find for so long. Like I got that GameCube case you can see of it off of yeah. eBay last year. Wow. Um, and and I actually replayed this in like April right at the beginning of quarantine before we knew that it was coming out again. So it's very strange. Uh, but um, 
people have been emulating this game for years on computers because it's so hard to find and they've circumvented the issue some issues with it so like mm. nintendo you know they could have made some quality of life improvements like mm. adding save points when you're halfway up this damn yeah. thing you're climbing but they you know they didn't wow yeah that is really interesting see i i never would have even guessed that there was like glitches you know what i mean i just thought yeah. it was like oh this is just like part of the the deal but that makes yeah. sense there but yeah you- i mean I get sweaty palm. I like literally like get so nervous that I'm that high up and that I know that just like one wrong shoot of that water nozzle is going to knock me off. Yes. I you, hate that feeling. So this game in particular, I think it does a couple interesting things, which I think lend to that intense nature that you're talking about. Um, a, it's very punishing. And like we've been saying, there's not really checkpoints throughout these objectives um they can be feel so specific on how you have to manipulate mario to get over to a place Mm -hmm. um that's part of the issue but the other thing is that this game is the i think the mario that you can do the most with because you have this jet pack this Mm -hmm. water pack which is so cool which is so cool um i love flood uh but you can do so much but also it feels like almost like you're driving a car. This is going to be a terrible analogy because I don't know shit about cars, but it feels like you are driving a a like Ferrari or something that has such specific like adjustments you can make mm. that are going to be drastic as opposed mm-hmm. to just driving like a Toyota Corolla around. Mm-hmm. Like this Mario can do so much, but also like you can – you fling yourself into the abyss yeah. at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, and speaking of, like, I don't know, like, you know the shine that's at the top of the tower in the plaza, like yes. the main one? So you know how you go up the back and it's like um, like a, a little water th- reservoir and then you go up and then there's a top water reservoir and then there's a little yeah. ledge and then there's like a gate. So... I can get on the ledge and I can aim it so that I can hit the shine sprite and it starts to wash off. But then if I'm, but I can't ever fully do it. Am I not supposed to do it at that point? I don't remember at that specific time. Okay, Um, It's a very specific, it's a very, it's like. I know what you're talking about. It's the main one in the plaza. Yeah. It's, it's not like a shine in a level. It's just the like. It's just the main one. Statue, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's. Let's talk about that later because uh, we'll be able to figure it out. Okay. I'll, I'll just look it up because I've done it before and I just can't okay. remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, But yeah, that is – that's an interesting part. Um, wh- I wanted to ask you something. Uh, do you know those uh, levels where you lose flood, like the translucent Mario takes yes. your jetpack and you have to just go on the crazy – Yes. What did you think about those? Um, I like it. I like that it feels like, um, there's always like little surprises in Mario Sunshine. Okay. Like, um, I, I think, you know, the one that I have experienced where he takes flood is like, um, it's like kind of almost looks like Mario 64. It's like, you're going up these like blocks and they're like oh, yeah. moving. Um, and I kind of like the change of pace. Sure. I think that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, they're that's hard kind of- too. They are hard. It is actually like surprisingly a hard game in a very like whimsical yes. package. Um, 
but there's something that, yeah, it's just so quaint and so charming. Like the mise-en-scene is so... Yeah. Like I love that I can just kind of like chuck a pineapple at someone <laughs> and like... I like the, I like the tunnels. I like going underneath yeah. and popping up and yeah, there's there's just I like the sounds. Um Me too. It's very soothing. Yeah, it's it's funny because this game sometimes gets criticized for taking place in on Isle Delfino. Mm. But but for me, I actually like it so much and I really like this game, this game in so many ways is unique, but that it doesn't take place in the Mushroom Kingdom. Right. Like, we're not there. We're And I love that, like, we're on this island and the island has this plaza. The island has the yeah. harbor. It has a theme park. It has yeah. a hotel. Um, those are things I also really appreciate about it, too. Yeah. Now, what do you think this is based – like, what do you think it's based on, the island? So – I don't know if the island itself is based on anything, but I do know that having watched uh, some videos to prep for today and to find fun facts to share with you, this is not a fun fact for later, but you will have facts. Um, <laughs> there, the uh, Nintendo employees who were working on this game, the, the developers, took like vacations to different tropical locations wow. and hotels to like just get a, a feeling for like what. Just like to actually be somewhere instead of trying to create like it sort of reminds me of the idea of instead of creating just um, using something like an improv, like instead mm -hmm. of like creating something that's never happened, pull from a memory of yours. Wow. So it kind of feels like they 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 did a similar thing there. Um, I think I know that they specifically I mean, they're developed in Japan, so they visited some uh, countries in South Asia, but. Mm. Um, but I don't know if it's based on one specific area. Well, two things on that. First of all, I'm a slut for recreation. And I think <laughs> if there's one thing I can kind of coin here, I'm a slut for recreation. I'm going to let theme, you coin that every time. I love a theme park. I love a vacay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's partially why I really relate to this world is like, yeah. I feel at home here. You know, I kind of get it. I get it. I get the chaos within the lounge. I get that. Um, thing number two. What was I going to say? What were you talking about earlier? The the, the developers taking vacations. Oh, to, yes. Okay. To me, go. that's very, um, it's very John Lasseter vibes. It's very Cars Land. Oh, yeah. You know, like they like did Route 66 to make that part of Disneyland and also yes. to the, to do the animation for the film. And I, I always feel like that benefits people like totally. If I ever end up in a writer's room, I think I'm really going to push for that. I'm like, let's go, let's go on a trip. Mommy needs a, a cruise down route 66 buckos. <laughs> get, in, get in the Beamer. <laughs> that's how that's me that's pitching you a joke build. for you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I like You're that. You're welcome. Very, um, very good. Yes. And there. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this I'm with you, though. It, it it is funny that Mario and maybe kind of like life sometimes not to pontificate too much, but Mario and Peach are going to this island for a vacation, but he ends up having to clean up the island while he's there. Wow. It's sort of like you're right. 
It's it's he interesting. Can't get a, it's very Spider Man. It's like he can't really, <laughs> he can't catch a break. Like he can't have a normal life. Like that's just yes. not in the cards. And who has to pay? His love interest. Yes. Always, you know. Of course. I'm so. I feel so. I just want you to know. I feel so weird that you know who evil Mario is, and I don't. <laughs> oh yeah. Is it, it's is it like a is it an iconic reveal or is it like it's uh. I don't know how to I don't want to spoil it. Is it Wario? It's nothing you know what? It's not as cool or crazy as or weird as Wario. Um but it's it's within the Mario universe, I'll say that. It's not like they're like, oh, Link is this Shadow Mario. (laughs) It's it's like it's a it's a mischievous character in that universe who turns out is that's who this is. Oh, okay. That actually rings a bell. Yeah. Does he have like um, dark hair? Don't tell me. Does I won't. He? I Don't won't say. tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, I won't tell you. But yeah, unless don't. you want to find out at some point, and then I'll. No, tell I you. mean, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I hate a spoiler. Great. No spoiler. No. This is a no strictly no spoilers podcast. Another kind of thing hate. about me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I hate spiders. I hate spoilers. That's what I say to people when they meet me. It's like, those are my two non-negotiables. You cannot spoil anything for me. And if there's a spider, like, I cannot deal with that. I don't care where you are in your life or what you're doing. Like, you will have to deal with that. Yes. Um. So that's just kind of some Well, that's at some least some clear expectations. You know, it's clear expectations you're setting up up top. Uh, that way, when that situation happens, that person's like, Hmm. Does Madison want to deal with this, or do I know that this is my job now? <laughs> and they'll do the same with you, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, something else I sort of wanted to ask you about, since we've talked uh, so much about the game, and we can continue to do that as well, is uh, where you and your sister would play games at your home in Ohio. Wow. Where was this? Was this like her room? Was it a a spare room? There's such an answer to this question. Hell yeah. So first of all, kind of a, um, a surprise twist. I am from Ohio, but I'm also from St. Louis. That's I lived my life. I lived my life like sandwiched in between Ohio. So I always just say I'm from Ohio because it's easier because I was born there and that's where I graduated high school. But I spent like a majority of my childhood in St. Louis. And where, in this house... Where, can I ask you where yeah. in St. Louis? Uh, Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Because um, we've I think we've probably talked about this, but my family is basically all from Alton, Illinois, which is oh, near St. Yeah. Louis. Yes, yeah. and I had some people from my high school who were from Malton. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but you lived there for a major, for a so decent I part lived, of your life. Yeah, for a decent part of my life. And um, in my house in, in St. Louis, there was one room that I was just obsessed with and we called it the loft. And it was, awesome. um, it was like literally- Sounds like a cool bar. It was <laughs> the loft. <laughs> well, that's like kind of how we treated it in a weird way. Um, but it was like, it was like, it had, it had, I guess- it had three walls. Um it's and the then loft, the, three and, walls. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> and then the fourth wall was a banister. Wow. Um, so not a wall at all. Hence and then, why you're such a performer. The fourth wall was just <laughs> was just the audience, baby. And that and the and the 
Bannister opened up into an open concept foyer. So, you know, you, it was just like a gaping sort of space. And my sister and I really played with that. I mean, we would like, we had like a basket tied to a string and we would like put things in the basket and like roll it down to my mom. Like we had a lot of fun Why walk down the 14 steps? Exactly. It's just like, you know what? We're in the loft. Like don't bother us while we're in the loft. Yeah. I honestly should have like some sort of merch that's like, don't bother me while I'm in the loft. I Um, want, if... If we are ever in a gift giving situation with each other, Madison, that's just promise for later. Well, it is really just so interesting because that is like such a uh, specific thing about my childhood. Like I was obsessed with that space and I never really get to talk about it. So so thank you. Um, And yeah, that's where we would play. We had like a TV set up and we would march on up there and just lose time. You know, that's awesome. Uh, And of course, that macaroni and cheese is going up there. Is it staying at like the island? Well, okay. And thank you for this understanding. This is an assumption <laughs> of an island. By the no, way. there is a kitchen island. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we kind of, it, I would say we had it in both spaces. Um, cool. I loved to like, as I got older, my favorite thing to do on a Friday night was take my dinner up to the loft and turn on the N. Do you remember that channel? No. Canadian TV network. Was that where... Continue. I might know where this is going. And the Degrassi, the Degrassi, Degrassi was on, you know, I was seeing things that I definitely shouldn't have been seeing at that age. And I was just, I would lay on the floor. My favorite position would be like fully on the floor with my legs up on the TV stand. And that was what I preferred. Like I would choose to be (laughs) off the couch. (laughs) Wait, let me just, I want to make sure I have my bearings on this. You're laying down back on the ground, feet on the TV stand. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just giving birth to Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And then like, you know, there's pillows under my head, like much like I am now. Like, I mean, the listeners should know I am fully in a recumbent position. Like I am, I am laid flat. Yep. It's true. Listener, I can confirm this. I have been called, like I had a, I had someone in my life called me. Lounge C was their nickname for me. And I felt like that, that was appropriate. Uh, I, is it okay if I think that's funny? Cause I think it's kind of funny. Oh yeah. I thought it was funny too. Like it was like the first time I heard it, I was like, should I be worried about that? And then I was like, no, you and know, people need to proud. know how to relax. Absolutely. <laughs> Hence, that's something I've nailed. And that almost kind of brings us full circle to relaxing on this vacation that is Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. I love um, that. I never even actually thought about the fact that it is hilarious that the concept is just like he's taking a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> he needs a vacation. <laughs> Give the guy a break. Seriously. And but trouble still follows yeah. <laughs> there. It really does. Uh, I liked your I thought that was interesting earlier, your Spider-Man comparison, because I've never thought about it. But if you break it down, they're sort of similar, with the exception of Mario doesn't hide his identity, but they're both like red and blue. Right. They're both white men with brown hair mm-hmm. for the most They're part. They're both like from like a uh, a very underdog status. Like it's yes. like Mario's a plumber, um, you know, Spider-Man's a nerd. It's yes. like society would have otherwise rejected these people unless they had this sort of exceptional ability. Yes. Uh, is it ever really... I have two questions for you actually. Yeah, go for is, it. One, is it ever clarified why Mario is like able to fight crime and a good two, question. 
And two, who's your favorite Mario character? Uh, I want to say up top, first, I love these questions. Uh, <laughs> they mean you. a lot. Um, I don't think that it's been explained why Mario has his special abilities, like his jumping ability and, his and everything. His flipping ability? Why is his, he able to do triple flips? It, good question. Is he some sort of – is he also a gymnast while being a yeah. plumber, plumber in, yeah. in, in Brooklyn? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's ever explained. I think in the early Mario games – in fact, they get as far away from it as possible now. But early on, I think it was just explained that Mario – like was like a plumber in Brooklyn who just took a pipe to the mushroom kingdom, but they don't explain other than getting a super mushroom that it gives him powers. He can still do all that stuff as a little Mario. Mm. So that's, that's a question to be fully answered later. And then my favorite Mario character, like Mario universe. um, That's a good question. I feel like if I'm playing Mario Kart, I, I used to always be very boring, honestly, and choose Mario. And then mm. I went through like a Yoshi phase. Mm-hmm. Now I'll choose Donkey Kong a lot. Um, mm. But I also like a good enemy, like a like a like a Koopa. But I mm-hmm. really like Toad. Toad is w- so weird. Toad. I love Toad. Toad is sort of the uh, mascot of our Patreon network uh, because our network is called Super NPCs, which stands for non-player character, which is what Toad is. So Toad mm. is in like all of our art. Um, mm. So it might honestly be Toad mm. at the end of the day. Do you was, have a favorite Mario character? You know, I was gonna, I was gonna say Toad. Like I love oh, Toad. Toad is usually my yeah. Well, you know, Toad <laughs> is usually my go-to um, for Mario Kart. But I mean, of course, like when I was younger I would always go peach I just like thought it was so cool that she was in a pink dress and um you know I still kind of aspire to have that level of like coyness that she can kind of get across in her voice yes um but and then when Daisy came out I had like a little phase where I was like okay like she's a brunette but then now I'm kind of like over that sure um and then yeah Toad is is I think my go-to Yoshi's great actually speaking of the gaming world um, or the games I've played. There was a game um, that we used to play at my Mima's house. That was Yoshi is the lead character. Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Cool. I think um, it's that. That's that was on the Super Nintendo. And is that the one where you put the things in? Like they are like those squares, and the bottom has the little, and you insert oh, it in. Wait. You, you might be talking about Yoshi's Cookie, which is like a puzzle game. No, absolutely no? not. If Yoshi's you're talk- Cookie? Yeah. If you're talking about – were, were you Yoshi fl- like jumping around and throwing eggs? And, yes. And did you have Baby Mario in your backpack? Yes. That's Yoshi's Island. And f- uh, fun fact, a mutual friend, Charlie Mihalik, uh <gasps> talked about that on this show. No way. Yeah. He chose Yoshi's Island? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm googling it right now. Yes, this is absolutely it. So, uh, I'll I'll tell you about it later. But there's a way you can play that on your Switch. Um, no, there yeah. is not. I mean, it like it's a yearly subscription, but it's very cheap, and I could tell you about it uh, after. It's on the Nintendo Online, but I'll 
I'll hook you up with that later. Okay, Yoshi's Island was the game of my grandma's house. Like really? that was that's all we did when we were there. That's literally all we did when they're there. Now I'm all the sounds are coming back. The yes, when he cops on his back. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't even do it. But you know what sound I'm talking about? I do. I was about to do an impersonation, and I, I didn't know, want to I embarrass saw myself. Your, I saw you saw mouth. me wind up for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so like, funny. Okay. Did did. Did you call her your Mima? Yes, I still do. Did, yeah. she, it, did she live in the same town as you she, at the time? Mima lives in West Jeff, Ohio, which is an extremely small town in Ohio. And oh, wow. um, yeah, this is the same grandma that I was telling you earlier, just kind of got back from the hospital. So yes. this is like, um, but she, um, yeah, she like lives in like Cornfield, Ohio wow. town. Yeah. Dang. So uh, it's like. That's so cool though. Yeah, it's I it is so I mean, like this, I'm, what I'm saying is like these games are getting like excavated from my memory right now. It's, it's so it's weird. strange. It's not like a repressed thing, but it's something you just haven't needed to access in so yes, long. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so. It's it's wild. But whenever you need a little hit of whatever that dopamine is, just hit me up and I'll I'll. Tell you about some Mario thing that you've already played from your childhood that you <laughs> have. Uh, the yeah, I feel like you gave me you've we've gotten to talk about so much. Um, I loved hearing about that little lot the loft that just is sounds so perfect to me. <laughs> but before we move on to a couple fun segments that I have for you, um, Madison, do you have anything that else you wanted to share about Mario Sunshine or like any thoughts you wanted to wrap up before we move on? Hmm. No, you know, I think Mario Sunshine just kind of uh, represents what we're all trying to do, which is just wash away the tar, you know, oh. just slowly but surely. And it's going to come back. It'll come back. But if we wash it all away, eventually it'll disappear forever. Wow. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. And also... I didn't know we had a philosopher on the podcast. Uh, but thank you, Madison. Um, I've got two fun end of the show segments for you. The first is the fact me by your game segment. And this is just where I share fun facts about this game with my guest. I love um, that. So the first, and this one I don't like as much, but I had I actually didn't know this, so I wanted to share it with you, is that Flood was originally planned to be a gun. So this comes from a... In fact, I should just send you this video because I think, you think, it, think you'd find it interesting. Uh, from a really cool YouTube channel called Did You Know Gaming. I reference them all the time on this show. Um, but originally, the development team planned for Mario to have a water rifle, which they <gasps> called a water pistol. Um, and after concerns were raised about its similarity to, you know, guns, a weapon, uh, it's specifically in the specific effects on the age rating that would happen in the United States, the team decided to uh, scrap that idea and just make it into this like water robot backpack, which they thought was silly and fit it way better. But they almost wow. <laughs> Mario would have had a water rifle, which is really <laughs> strange. That's really intense. Yeah. And I I. Don't know how he would exactly do all the, you know, hovering and platforming. Yeah. But so I think I'm this worked out for the best. It. And I'm happy that it was kind of like the foreshadowing to the Amazon Alexa, like this just little machine. And I love its little yes. voice going, Mario, Mario. Oh, when flood. It like, yeah. yeah. 
I, I I wound up again to do it. Um, I saw it. I I'll, see. I'll, you the know potential. what? I've wound up twice. I should just do. I'll do one. Yeah. Is that okay, fair? Do one. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to do a flood impression saying Mario. Okay. Mario. That was more just Mario. Okay, okay, I just did a okay. Mario impression. Okay. You know what that actually was? That was Luigi saying Mario in Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Like to me, that's like Mario's <laughs> like New York mother, like being like, Mario, <laughs> get in here. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so funny. Um, That's the first fact. And the second and final one I have for you, uh, I've titled the headline of this as pasta dive for prizes so uh it's funny that you brought up yoshi's island because i i've shared a very similar thing about that game with charlie on his episode but for this one uh i was going to share that nintendo is no stranger to hosting big events before the release of a game in order to build publicity for it they've done a few of these like crazy uh just i guess like uh, publicity hunting stunts before specifically on the Yoshi's Island episode, they brought this giant egg to this, uh, Culver city. I want to say it was like a Best Buy or a circuit city or something. And it was just this big Mario event. And then they had people break into the egg and there was like a cartridge of super, of, uh, sorry, Yoshi's Island. <sighs> and it was some weird, <laughs> it it didn't really have any ties to the game, but that was something they did. So for this one, uh, before Sunshine's release in the United States, Nintendo broke a Guinness record by serving the most pasta ever at once. So at an event in San Francisco, at a Buca de Beppo, okay. this, this restaurant <laughs> prepared 3,265 pounds of spaghetti in which... It gets crazier. Mario fans dressed as Mario were invited to dive into the pasta to try to retrieve <laughs> prizes, including a trip to Hawaii. Uh, it's one of those things that it, the more you keep talking, the more you're like, this is just a dream you had. Okay. But that was real. No. Are you serious? Yes. There's like a bunch of people dressed as Mario diving into pasta to win prizes. If, at least in this video, there is a snapshot. There's one picture, and you can see several Mario-dressed people in a giant thing of spaghetti. Uh, wow. Yeah, so I guess in there was a trip to Hawaii. Uh, also, Buca de Beppo just keeps racking up the wins. Oh, my Congrats, God. Buca de Beppo. Honestly, Buca de Beppo, like, does make, like, an appearance in a lot of, like, culturally relevant things. Like, yeah. you're not a housewife. It's so funny because tomorrow I'm recording a housewives podcast, oh, which cool. is just, like kind of shows the uh, different facets of my personality here this oh, week. Oh, yeah, but, of course. Um, Buca de Peppo is also a central point in that show. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Um, I guess I know really, where I'm going when I get that vaccine. Yeah. Buca de Peppo on a You're headed City straight Walk, there. Baby. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's uh, great. Yeah, but this is just a crazy thing. Uh, and the, it was so funny that you brought up Yoshi's Island just because the only other time I heard of anything like this was for that game. Um, wow. That's the end of the Fact Me Buy Your Game segment. And we're at the final segment, which is the game recommendations segment. Now, Madison, this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, after which this podcast is, of course, named. Mm -hmm. um, so for this segment, 
I've got three game recommendations for you, and these are all all to with the understanding that I'm treating Super Mario Sunshine like your passionate summer love, just like in Call Me By Your Name, that you are now separating from, and you, you're eventually going to move on to like a new relationship. And so mm-hmm. like I so, I'm sort of treating the, these uh, suggestions or recs as if uh, – because I've had friends in my life or I've even done this sort of thing where after you've dated one person, the next person, your friend or you date is like eerily similar to the last person or they're wildly different or mm. they're out of left field. So these are sort of based on that whole thing. I hope I didn't make that too confusing. No, I really, I really understood it. Okay, great. Well, here in these games, you might not necessarily ever be able to have access to. They're just for fun. But the first one is if... You want another island adventure game, but need your alone time. I'll recommend a game called The Witness, which is this game where you're like isolated on this island and you're solving a mystery. It's from Mm. a first person perspective. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played any games like that, but yeah, it's just sort of a mysterious little game. I don't think it's on Switch though, so might have to play that on a different thing, but... I need to get a console, but yeah. But anyway, um, most yeah. of these, the next two, in fact, are available on Switch. Um, the second rec is if you love your boy Yoshi, which we found out you do, and you want him to have his day in the sun, um, I'll recommend Yoshi's Crafted World, which is a game on the Nintendo Switch, which is in the same sort of line of the Yoshi's Island game. It's the same. It's similar mechanics just the whole all the environments are like crafts Mm. and you play as yoshi so yeah that's one recommendation for you wow and then the last one which i don't think you're gonna like this based off of how you felt about animal crossing but i'll tell you about it anyway is if you want to actually relax but a farming community is more your jam uh instead of an island like super mario sunshine then i'll recommend stardew valley which wow. it's it's another sort of life sim, but you everyone is real people. It's sort of got that like Super Nintendo 16-bit graphic style. Wow. Um, and the premise is you are this uh, person who's been working at this like tech company. You hate your job, but then you get a letter that your grandpa's passed away and he's actually left you like his farm. And so you move to this farm to take care of it but there's also a community that you make friends with you can like fall in love with somebody you can do your crops um i don't know if it's up your alley but honestly i do like that like to me that does feel sort of age of mythology sort of sims meet sims but yeah yeah i i I would like to check that out actually because i love gardening i would just look it up on youtube at least Um, okay uh, and then lastly is if you don't like that game, a bonus, I'm going to throw in Luigi's Mansion 3, which is on the Switch. Okay, I have um, thought about that. And I I have that game, so if you want to borrow it, let me know. I have it on cartridge. See, here's Did the only problem. It? No, the I think the Switch I have, you, wait, actually maybe you, can you do with the Switch Lite, can you do a cartridge? Yeah, you just can't uh, hook it up to the TV. Okay, amazing. Then I would love to borrow that. Yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, if you like the first Luigi's Mansion, uh, you might like this game. It's, uh, it was probably my favorite game of last year. 
Wow. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. And Amazing. only better than the first than the first one. So Amazing. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the game recommendations. And then Madison, that also brings us to the end of the show. Wow. So um before you, you know, uh plug stuff, which you can plug anything, of course your TikTok. We gotta get that out there again. Um, thank you so much for doing this. I, I really appreciate you uh following up with me to do the show and then taking the time to come do it on this, you know. I know it's like we have all the time in the world right now, but it's also very stressful and it life is tough right now. So I just appreciate yeah. you making the time. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. I, I really wanted to do this podcast specifically. I, I feel like I've been looking for an outlet to talk about my love for gaming and kind of been like looking for the community. I feel like I haven't had with gaming. So oh, great. I'm excited to like get more into these games and kind of, I can look at the people who have done your podcast and they're all people I know because you see me. Yeah. So yeah. Hell great. yeah. I love it. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, um, it's been great having you. What do you want to plug? What should people look out for from you? Where do you, where do you want people to find you? I would say, you know, my Instagram is where I still put a lot of my stuff. It's at Lannis 100. It links you to my website, www.madisonlannessy.com. Um, my media bookmark on your browser, by the way, listener, <laughs> got to bookmark it. <laughs> um, my TikTok at Madison, Madison Lannessy, my Twitter, you know, you don't really need to go to my Twitter, but let me, I can put let, it in the show notes if you want to. Yeah, this is you it, committing to Twitter now. <laughs> put it in the share notes. Um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is my Twitter just like doesn't pop off the way that I want it too you know what i mean like sure um but let's see i wonder if i follow i'm i would guess i follow you you should follow me on twitter i could use a like here and there i will be happy to i'm a really supportive twitter follow i I gotta tell you that i mean i think part of maybe my issue is like i don't know my own handle oh my gosh that's are you m madison okay yes yes m madison lanacy 108 followers well guess what friend you got 109 followers. Wow. 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 Incredible. And this is how it begins. And then I'm going to go ahead and follow back. Thank you and so you much. And you have, wow, 687 followers. A few. We're, we're, we're getting to nine. We're getting to 700. We're on okay. our march. <laughs> That's I my booty, personal goal. <laughs> I booty called myself and it worked. We love that. I liked it. That's one oh of Connor's gosh. tweets. It is. It's my pinned tweet because it's Let's the one that's it's my most liked, most liked. And, I, and I I should pin something newer because I've had some okay ones, but you've had some good ones. You know, nothing that also pops off. So we're in this together. My most recent tweet was, "Me and this gopher at the park have the exact same defense mechanism, and I don't really care if you guys don't get that." <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm not really hitting as hard. You know, I just think it's the people are uh, a little closed off on their gopher humor, and I think yeah. they should just get over it, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I think they should just go for it. Wow. Yikes. And that's the kind of and shit you're going to hear on this Twitter, <laughs> folks. It. Follower. I will put that all of your stuff in the show notes because you'll have a million followers by the time this comes out. Okay. That's a promise. Um, well, thank you again. And then I'll just- uh, What if I closed us out with some plugs of my own? I would love that. Okay. Here we go. Um, our cover art is, of course, by the wonderful 
Glenn J, who is at Glenn.J on Instagram. Uh, our Patreon, like I talked about earlier, where we do a bunch of bonus content. Um, in fact, for this show, I do a monthly co-op deep dive where I sit down with a group of people and dive into an impactful game. We do a lot of new stuff and old stuff. So it's kind of a kind of a mixed bag. Um, but you'll love that. And we also are, have dropped a ton of stuff on this feed from that recently. So check it out. Um, you don't even have to pay for it to listen to previews. So check it out. And then this show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should listen to his show, Video Games, a comedy show. And then I'm, of course, on uh, Twitter at Connor underscore McCabe. And sometimes I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks again, Madison. I guess we'll see the listener another time. See you another time. Bye.